Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. That's been in my head. Cut to <laughs> me as a 40-year-old woman, midnight, nose breathing through my breathe right strip, Googling like, how do I get surprise, surprise lady on my Insta reel? <laughs> with the cutout of her, like with her body? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I Googled the same thing. <laughs> her name is Scylla Black. She's like a British singer. Anyway, surprise, surprise. I don't know what we're talking also, about. Also, my mom's here. <laughs> my mom is here for Thanksgiving. And uh, I invited her into the podcast to do a little, to add a little maternal spice to the mix. That works. A little wizened. <laughs> oh, what for? Wizened. Yeah. Knowledgeable, what? Know how. Wizened. That worked. Wizened is sage. like sage. Sage Darby. So we're going to get right to it. Emily always shrinks a little bit when there's a guest, but I think the three of us together. You do. Emily does. I want to let the guest. I want to let the guest be on the microphone. I'm not going to butt in. On the mic. All right, right, that works. Emily and I have a relationship. I must, I must Instagram her three times a week. You get me the good cat videos. Yeah. Oh, those are good cat. Are you sending my former employee and now colleague with cat videos? Not just cat videos. I send her everything that has to do with. the con- the uh, the issue uh, the political issue right now. Yes, right? that and I cats. Some of those to you too. That yeah. What are you sending her? Stuff. Political stuff. Yeah. News pieces. To Emily. Cats playing with toys. She's not your daughter, so she can't be like, please un please lose my address. She's laughing. <laughs> no, this is where I get all my information. Why don't you laugh into the microphone so that it doesn't just sound like a vacuous suck? <laughs> like I make I mean, a joke and you just hear nothing. But I see. Maybe it wasn't funny. It is funny. I'm watching her laugh. Oh, that's right. She's laughing. You have to laugh outward. You suck in. You're like, oh. Yeah, because you don't want. I think because I'm very conscientious of like not putting extra sounds into the microphone. Just because you have misophonia, a made up thing. Oh, I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) Let's get to the questions because I know people, I know it's the holidays. We got a lot of updates. We had a lot of people that came to the show. I always tag the Ask Eliza Anything account when I post those videos. Of those red hot updates, you know who came to the show was the woman who had the expensive maternity photos. <gasps> oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I felt bad for that because, you know, it, the whole thing was innocent. And I was just wondering if in the conversation with the photographer, she might have said, I'd like the pictures. And the photographer is thinking photographs as opposed to digital transmissions. You could be right. It did seem a little weird that the photographer was never like, you know, you get these digitally. Yeah. It felt a little scammy. Well, we don't know that the photographer said that or the other person didn't hear it quite right because it was included, but the girl might have said, I'd like to have some pictures and she didn't say like digital, whatever. It's mired for sure. We don't know. We, We don't know. But what we do know is that we have a question now. Okay, I'm starting with a really important one for everyone's sage advice. Hi, Liza. Emily, no, a little baby tree frog. New growing baby tree frog. Tianfu and Hot Scotty and Ronnie. I hope you're all doing splendidly. We're a very small office, so each year I make different themed gifts for my coworkers. This year, my theme is hot chocolate baskets. I'm trying to decide what to include outside of hot chocolate, marshmallows, and a mug. I bought Charlie Brown themed ones. I've seen posts online that suggest another chocolate bar or candy canes, but if I were to give this to you, what additional oh. item would you like to see <laughs> in it? We had ideas. <laughs> I okay. you would. First of all, <laughs> I, I don't drink hot chocolate, but I think a hot chocolate bomb is a very fun way to distribute hot chocolate. So not just the powder. There's also, and I 
because I was looking at these like a pregnant woman who also had to go to the bathroom, but was also stuck in a Christmas aisle. So like, I was like, do I just poop a little bit here in my pants? And then- What? <laughs> what are you going to give her, poop? What no, I was going to say, I this is on my mind because I remember I used to drink these a lot in my early 20s, flavored hot chocolate. Like yeah. Ghirardelli makes ones. Yes. I was thinking that because there's that Mexican spicy Mexican. hot chocolate. Mexican spicy. Where you might be able to just, what is that? <laughs> It's I thought cat. it was a llama. Get that thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I'm just, just so giant used to her cat. Blanket of fur just went across the screen. Stepping in front of my mom's like, what is that? <laughs> that Do you have security zoo. here? What is that? What did, did you really not know I didn't that, know, that was a I cat? didn't see the, all I saw was the fur the part like a blanket. <laughs> what is that? All right, back on this. There is some kind of spicy hot chocolate. Like you're not sure whether it's sweet or, you know, burning. <laughs> I don't know. You probably get it. At like I'm a, having fun. Like a Williams Sonoma or something. They probably have those. Or they do like Nestle's, Abuelitas, whatever you could do. Hot chocolates from all over the world. You could get a little thing of Bailey's. Also think about what it requires to have hot chocolate. A glove, a bib, tongs. So we already have, they have the hot chocolate marshmallows mug. So yes, I think you could do little packets of other random flavors. You could do like cookies oh. on the side. Well, the question is how much time you want to spend on this because you could go, for example, and buy X number of, um, of, what do you call them, test tubes with little cork inside Mm. and you could fill each one with a different spice and put them together in a little box. You could label each one in a cute label like Swedish hot chocolate with like cardamom, Mexican hot chocolate and it's spicy, right? dark hot chocolate, German hot chocolate with a lot of rules. And, right, and each one of those little things is good for one or two, say, mugs of hot. You should have to know That's what it is that you're putting in there and how good, it, what it really I works for. I did that for. one that year. Be- I gave layered powder, like a sand design, but it was chocolate, sprinkles, marshmallow. Right, but this is not that. <laughs> yeah, this is that. Well, Test this tube. is individual and they're not mixed. So each one Everybody- is just- that spice. That's what I'm saying. No no powdered hot chocolate in it too. Oh, okay, Joe. Well, I don't know. Um, those are our answers that we had. I mean, I could do a whole episode on this and you could do cookies and earmuffs. Well, you know, you give everyone an open fire. <laughs> cozy socks, I think you could pop in there. Oh, cozy socks. It's so cute. Don't give them a Charlie Brown mug. I know that was like a... a I think everyone gets that. No. There, all right. Well, oh, so everyone gets the mug. That yes. kind of sets the theme. Now the question is, what are you going to put in it and is around that, it? Everyone should get a different one. Then they Cookie can trade. plates. Plates that have like, that might be chocolate colored or something. Peanut brittle because it's because Charlie Brown's one of the peanuts. Oh, oh you're really pushing it. <laughs> Dog steaks because of Sto- Snoopy. What? <laughs> what was the bird called? Woodchuck. Woodchuck. Little birdhouse. Every Woodstock. Woodstock. Well, Woodchuck. speaking of hairy armpits, wasn't Patty a, wasn't she a lesbian? In what does that have musical. to do with hot chocolate? I believe. She's lesbian. Yeah. How about a pamphlet on LGBTQIA rights? Delve into each one. What's the st- who's the stinky one? Who's the one that plays the piano? What does that have to so do with hot Each chocolate? peanut had a personality. I know, but none of that has to do with she hot She asked. <laughs> okay. I'm back on the test you tubes. Want a I like that gift, the best. Go back to chocolate test tubes and be like, use this for your next baby. Happy holidays. She has a separate question as well, which I think both of you are really equipped to weigh in on. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? P.S. Yes, it is. I bought Noah's cookbook when it came out. My partner and I tried the broccoli pasta recipe. Delicious. Love you all for everything you do. Anonymous from Canada. Uh, My mom, I'm going to go on a limb. You've never seen Die Hard. What? Isn't that with Bruce Willis? It is. 
Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Well, what is it's it about debate. that that says to you? It's because it takes place during Christmas. At a Christmas, a Christmas party hat. at it's the all office. It's, it's all Christmassy. It's a Christmas movie, but I have to be honest, I'm disappointed in the question because it's up there with the like, is pineapple belong on pizza? Is a chicken nugget a chicken tender? Is a hot dog a sandwich? There's, we got bigger things. The answer is, everybody knows the answer is yes. It's not cool to say no. I say no. And why? It's about as traditional as, uh, what's that song? Uh, Jingle Bell Rock. It's like, there are what, certain it was things. was written by Jews? No, no. It's sort of, you want to make things that are updated so, to relate to people today, but the flip side is why you're having Christmas or all the, the traditional He's trying things to be kind of family. go away. Okay. You know what Die Hard's about? No. Okay. I saw it, but I forgot. Die uh, Hard, and then there's and there Die Hard Anyone who was a mother over the two decades you're asking about gets a pass for not having seen yeah, that's a super pop culture movie. And we saw it. Like you ask your mom like stuff about like the late 80s, early 90s, 2000s. She's like, I was working and raising you. I'm sorry I didn't have like my finger on the pulse of like a Bruce Willis vehicle. Yeah, right. Don't ask me. Don't talk to my mother. (laughs) Put your earpiece back in, please. (laughs) My mom's having this translated in real time. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Okay, have Die Hard. You have it. But I like movies that, all right. Here's the question. Here's the answer. What, when was it released? Was it released at Christmas? Emily's like, let me just oh, check my thigh point. tattoo. That's a really good point. It's released. Laugh into the mic. July of 1988. Ruining. July no, 22nd. Not a July. Movie. Let's move on. Okay, That's, right. That settles it. Right. There's certain, certain traditions that have to be had. Like you have to watch certain things on Christmas and on Thanksgiving that are always watched then. You watch Avalon. That's just me. That's, That's just because we're there. What other movies do you watch every year? Oh, I watch... Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Has to be watched. Jimmy Stewart. During what holiday? Uh, Christmas. Because it happens at the end with, this, with, the sun, with the snow coming it down. It happens at the end. At the end, it's Christmas. And he wants to throw himself <laughs> off the bridge. Yeah. And, it's, and the angel saves him. Yeah. That's such a fun holiday film. <laughs> it is such a good fun. And it's a feel good that everybody in the town, it's a small town, and they all come together to that's, save him at the end. So that's a good movie. That's nice. Even though we're Jewish. I'm just saying. Do you watch The Grinch? I don't watch anything. I don't have these set. I live in LA and I've only been married five years. So it was like, what bar do you go to? And then where are you hung over? Where are you working? Now I go to my mother-in-law's. We don't watch anything though. But she does do seven seven layers. She does the seven layer dip. She does the seven fishes. fishes. Uh, And by the way, my daughter only wants to watch whales on planet Earth. So that's not exactly a Christmas movie and she only watches for five minutes. Right, that's out of the question. That's, that's our Christmas movie is David and, Attenborough. By the way, for, for Thanksgiving, minutes. I always watch um, uh, The Wizard of Oz because oh. they always used to play it on oh. Thanksgiving. I've talked about my favorite Thanksgiving tradition. Have you? It's not about the food at all. It's, it's, coming, it's waking up early and my mom and aunt, this time it won't be because my aunt's not coming till later, are in the kitchen and yeah. the Macy's Day Parade is on. And I just get to sit there while they work and do stuff because nobody wants me there in the kitchen. And I watch it. She's not helping. (laughs) Say, Eliza, can you do this? Just a minute. I'm watching the American Kennel Club. And then I watch the dogs. And then they announce all the dogs. And it's always like the Bon Swear, the the American Pointed, the Chinese Tiny. The Chinese Crested. uh, The the Chinese Naked. Yeah, the Bashir, the Quilted Bashir. 
The Leonard machine. And they're all Tianfu <laughs> categories. Okay, next question. So far, this has been as worthless as listening to four commercials. This is in very a row. comforting for people. Just like I have been so stressed about this war. And so at night I go on Etsy and I look up felt wreaths and I finally bought one after three nights of perusing. Good, you, you talked about this wreath? on a previous pod, I but did. you hadn't pulled the trigger. Where is it? It's the one that you said was was oh, it's a garland. Didn't go. Oh, it's a garland. Excuse me. It is a garland. <laughs> she tried. <laughs> I don't really have a panache for decorating, but I do the best. She thing. doesn't. <gasps> Scorched. You said I did earlier. Oh, that's true. He, you lied. You know what to it me. is? She actually has a good eye, but she doesn't have the patience to sit and keep playing with it till it till it, she likes it. Right. Truer words. All right. Like she was going to wrap something today. I'm hovering over the gift knowing she's going to knate it up in the corners and she's going, I know you want to wrap this, don't you? No, I think you wanted to, you wanted to help. And I, I am not, some people get nice wrap gifts. Some people, it doesn't matter. But in a she's, bag. I'm not going to go out of my, I'm not going to go out of my way for someone that ultimately doesn't care. Sorry. It's not about me. It's about them. You get what you give. Well, okay, then the next time you give me something, know that I care. I do. Take the time and wrap it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, let's go. Hey, I'm gonna hey. wrap it. You'll see. Wait, you'll see what I wrap. Oh boy. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hey, AIA crew, I've been a huge fan of your specials for eight years now and share them with whoever will listen. I also love Good on Paper because it came out right after my own dropkick boyfriend finally showed his true and similar colors. Your movie uh-huh. Christmas movie. feel so seen and validated, so thank you. My question is about how to manage a brand new family dynamic at Christmas this year. Three weeks ago, my parents called to let me know they have decided to separate. It wasn't a huge shock as some stuff went down about a year ago involving unfaithfulness on dad's part, and they'd been spending the year seeing if they could find a way to move forward. In the end, my dad admitted he would rather be free to do things that make him feel good and be true to himself than try to maintain their marriage. Okay, how long? Okay, it doesn't matter how long they've been married. I like how involving unfaithfulness, he cheated. Like, why take the loquacious way? Okay. They say it's amicable and they still care for each other and want to maintain a family unit. I assume for the sake of my brother, who's 25, and me, 28, female. I was going to ask. Okay. Okay. Well, that doesn't matter. You're not children. Go on. This includes going ahead with Christmas as planned pre-separation to be held at my maternal grandmother's place. Just the four of us and my grandma, my brother and I are both single. We spent some time together as a family this weekend for the first time since the split, and I found it horrible. Mom was clearly so sad. Dad was behaving like a child and trying to make light of everything. They barely spoke to each other and made negative comments about each other to my brother and I behind each other's back. This weekend was supposed to be the proof that Christmas will be just fine. It did not do the job. I feel like I'm going along with what mom asks when it comes to doing things as a family because I feel sorry for her in all this and I don't want to punish her by refusing. It's not her fault. My dad was a dick. But at the same time, it feels fake to carry on with family gatherings and pretend nothing has changed. Feels almost like that would be letting dad get away with his behavior without consequences. What can I do here? Should I tell mom I think it's unreasonable to let dad be part of family events right now? Even though that might seem harsh, should I tell her that if she's trying to keep the family at going for our sake, then it's actually in vain because we don't necessarily want that? Should I tell my dad to think about whether it's fair on mom for him to turn up to Christmas? I don't need her to spell out the options. (laughs) Should I boycott altogether and run off into the mountains and listen to Christmas carols on my own while eating an entire Christmas ham? I know families are complicated, but this is unfamiliar. Any advice or words of wisdom would be appreciated. Thank you so much from... Your anxious Aussie. Never 
do this event. <laughs> it's your mother doesn't realize it, but she's doing it at her mother's house. So the odds are on her side. And so she's going to look like the victim and be sad. And dad will act like the jerk, try, jerk being the person that's trying to pretend nothing happened. But in fact is the two people that are suffering the most are you and your brother. And the idea of staying together because of your brother, who's already a grown man at 25, you and your brother do not need to be subjected to their dynamic. It's awful. And your mother doesn't realize it, but subconsciously she's just showing, look, we're the family and I'm really sad and you've ruined it. That's what she's saying to him. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to be like, oh, look, nothing, we're all good. He doesn't really like it either, but who likes it, likes it the least are the two children. That's right. That's it. You have your answer. You spelled it out. You're like, should I do all the things that you're about to tell me to do? Dad can't come. Dad, we'll see you for Christmas morning. It's in Australia, so we'll see you on the beach the next day or to do something else involving hot weather. There is no reason for him to attend. You could grab something with him before split up the evening. There's no reason for him to be there. Dad can go to his girlfriend's house. Dad can I'm go sure to hell. he has a girlfriend. For sure. That's and it. That's, and you don't need to go there. There's no reason if for that. If you didn't want to ruin it's this broken. dynamic, then you shouldn't have cheated on mom. But I'm glad you guys aren't together because you'll be happier that way. Explain to your mom that what would make you happiest is to see her happy. And in this case, you're the adult and you're saying, and it's not having him there. Right. And clearly she engineered it to be at her mother's house. So she has the comfort of her mother, right? but you do not have the comfort of your mother. And at Aww. the very end, when you said, or should I go eat ham alone? That means you're using food to make you feel better. She and was you're making yourself be, and make yourself food. She's not no, just she also said, run itself. away into the woods and sing Christmas carols by myself. Did she say that? Yes. Of course you, you focused on the, <laughs> the ham. She's like, listen, <laughs> you're eating too much. We got to talk about this. You probably will be eating no, too much because you're, that's a child. That's what a kid would say. Or maybe I'll just run away. That's what right. would be weird is if we were like, yeah, you should go to the woods alone. That'll <laughs> and show and him. him. Do you Take think- Take your brother with you. <laughs> Split the ham. <laughs> Save some for later. <laughs> should she only, should she go to them together? Should she only go no. to mom? Or should she go to dad no. and be like, dad, bow out. Get out of here. Just dad say- Dad cannot go. Dad can't go. And you have to just say to him like, I don't want you there. I'd rather do it alone. You guys are not, you guys don't Life even like right. each other. Call your Just dad say and say, it. please don't go. If you want us to come to you That's before it. or after, we will. But the dynamic of having everyone having to be together is a, a ridiculous farce. That's it. And, and tell them both the exact same thing and be like, I've told this to mom and I'm saying it to you. Yeah. I love you. I'll see you two hours later, or two hours before or the next morning. Not doing it. Yeah. He does not care. And by the way, when I come to your house, Dad, you better girl better not have your girlfriend there because yeah, that's it's not Christmas. comfortable for me. Ugh. Ugh. But he would. I've I've seen that happen to too many people. I know it from personal experience. Yeah, this yeah, dad's so just amped. like, how about this? This piece of gristle in heels. It doesn't really matter how other people feel. I'm just going to move on. That's right. And I hope that you're okay too, but she's not. Your dad's already doing whatever makes him feel good. That's right. So now you need to look out for yourself. He's not, doesn't have to be a dick. It's just what he's doing. And that's what you're doing, especially on the holiest of holy days. Hey, AIA crew. I'm in a major ethical dilemma. I live on a fairly peaceful cul-de-sac in the suburbs, but there's one family across the street from me who are extremely loud, rude, and just all around classless human beings. 
Always is. They're those people who bring their arguments outside for the whole block to hear. Their kids set off bottle rockets and fireworks during the summer at all hours. They're constantly loitering around in the street. And I, they just give me dirty looks when I ask them to move. There are three kids ranging in age from about 10 to 15. As obnoxious as they all are, I feel bad for the kids because their mother is a miserable, emotionally abusive, absolute garbage person. She's constantly screaming at her kids from the house when they're outside. I never heard her speak to them without using profanity, and she openly insults and threatens them. The other night, I heard her say to her youngest son, who's at most 10, when we get to the store, don't even think about fucking ask me for anything or I'll whoop your ass. You're fucking greedy. Not only do I worry and feel awful for these children, but frankly, I just don't want to hear this negativity and aggressive language all the time. And it seems that the family has lived here for a long time and everyone in the neighborhood has just accepted it and doesn't want to intervene. I understand the mindset of not my circus, not my monkeys, but this is extreme. Is it out of line for me to call the police or child protective services on this woman? I feel like no one should be able to get away with behaving like this. Have you seen her hit them? Yeah. Sounds like no, or it would have been mentioned. Just threats. That's, and also, is this a single mom? I, I, as Who is a, this woman, right? Does she live by herself or what's yeah, her story? As annoying and as trashy as this woman sounds, like I had to like watch my daughter for a whole afternoon by myself. And I was like, oh, this is, I am at my wit's end and she's perfect. <laughs> like, I can't imagine being a single mom with three kids. She's probably just already ill-equipped to be a mother and exhausted and overworked. I don't know enough about, and I don't know what culture that is. You know, I don't know if that's... Well, here's a question. Can you move? I'm serious because you can't do anything about this. You really can't. You can disdain how she is and her kids will become used to it to the point that they will do that when they grow up. Because that's the way, there's no respect there for her kids or for the neighborhood. Because it doesn't sound like what they're doing is illegal. It's that line of like, I mean, bottle rockets, I don't think are illegal. It's dangerous. It's annoying. Only stupid people set them off in the daylight. Fireworks, you know. But um, it just sounds like, I mean, a part of you wants to be the sweet woman that's like, do you boys want to come over so you can like civilize them? Right. <laughs> you may not have the, the bandwidth for that. You can only, may not appreciate it. They'll come in and think you're a weird old lady. Yeah, or you have your, or you're young and you have your own kids. She could have her own. No, we family. don't know. I don't that. know. We don't know. I doubt that. I doubt she has her own kids. They may be grown and out of the house. I think I wouldn't call CPS, but, but I think you could call no, that's, that's a police a noise complaint if they're really outside going nuts. So you can call in a noise complaint. It sounds like it's not. It doesn't It'll sound work. illegal. It just sounds like they're annoying. And <sighs> then if if it they do come. You will be the reason they, she will know that you're the reason. And that won't make them stop. They'll do it more. So back to my original question. Is it unreasonable for you to move? Because this is going to bother you till the lowest kid is arrested at 18. That's only eight more years. Or you just wait for one of them to fuck up and then call the cops. Or you plant drugs in her car. Uh. It's tough. We get a lot of, I'm kidding. We get a lot of questions about neighbors, you know, and it's, Everybody thinks that what they're doing is fine. Oh, it's legal. It's on my property. It's during these hours. Oh, we, everything's contained. And the truth is everybody thinks everybody's annoying and she's trashing up your neighborhood. They've been there forever. Yeah, they might just be part of it. Every neighbor's got that. Every neighborhood's got that one house that's got the ugly lawn. 
the one neighbor that takes up too much space, the one person that's too loud. Yeah, if there's no getting through to her, if there's no helping her. There's nothing you can do but move. Question is, how untenable is that? Because it's going to go on, like I said, until the youngest child is arrested when he's 18. All right, let's move past this. So, but that is annoying. That's yeah. a tough one, Emily. I mean, you can always do the opposite. Start throwing out your own bottle rockets and at midnight start playing really loud music, right? Oh, I fantasize about doing that. And do all that, but it just gets worse. Then they'll start throwing eggs on your windows yeah. and they'll say they didn't do it. And before you know it, the whole street is a war zone. Yeah. It'll be Israel and Palestine all over Hatfield again. Hatfield and McCoy started it. it. It'll be just like Israel and Hamas. Somebody It'll be just like it. Take their kids hostage. See all right, all right, all right, all right. Next question. <laughs> It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. Dear Eliza, Emily, and family, I'm almost caught up on all AIA episodes, and I must say, it's always a treat to hear Eliza's mom. She seems like such a good mom. Whoa, uh, they oh, didn't even know you were going to be on it. All right. I am so excited well, to see Eliza right. in Amsterdam. Hope to score a Polaroid. Such a good idea. Bingo. I am writing because I am anxious about getting news on a job interview I had a month ago. It will be, manifesting here, an internal promotion, and I will be so good at the job. I'm anxious because I am not enjoying my current job but don't have much choice but to do it. I'm an international civil servant. It's a very competitive job market. I'm freaking out about the interview because I really want the job which is closer to my previous level and field. I feel like I need the validation to counteract the disappointment I'm experiencing professionally after a burnout and taking a much lower position, which I accepted just to leave a toxic environment. How do you deal with disappointment? You guys seem to know exactly what you want in life. How do you deal with not getting what you were planning on and working for? And how do you motivate yourself? Thank you for your advice. Your no-nonsense approach is very much appreciated in this 
age of muddy social media downpour. Not anonymous, Ania from Poland. Hoping Eliza says something in Polish. Do you speak Polish, Eliza? Not at all, even <laughs> though I am fully Polish, genetically. I got nothing. Um, Polska, right? There you go. Uh, pierogi. That's so annoying that I just said that. That's like when people say like taco for Spanish. Uh, I'm American at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm very American. Uh, The good news about rejection is the more you face it, the less it starts to bother you. So while I hope this isn't the first of many in a long line of dulling, dampening rejections, um, it's going to be what it's going to be. You will recover from it. You will get other opportunities. It will hurt. It will sting the most at first and you just have to move through it. I can think of, it happens all the time or I see a poster of someone that got a movie or a TV show or an Emmy or a Grammy and I was like, well, I guess everyone but me and I'm angry about it for about two minutes. That's what I've been able to boil it down to. And 48 hours later, I don't even think about it. Right. So it, it, it becomes part of who you are. It, it's a learning. It's however you, you um, uh, subconsciously deal with it. You know, it's a scar on your ego and it'll move on and it'll leave you nothing uh, or you'll get tons of scars, but that'll, it, I hate to say that the, str- the more difficult it is, the stronger you become. But Eliza, when first started out, she had a, a, a picture framed, which is still here. I saw it last night and it says, we love your work, but that means it's rejection. <laughs> You're very nice. Thank you. Don't let the door hit but you. But I secretly the way don't keep it in the office because no, I right. think the energy from that poster is bad energy. So while I sardonically it. agree with it, I can't have it right. around the actual work. It's in the bathroom in the gym. Uh, where the real work happens <laughs> between workouts. It, it's, you're going to get it out and it's going to be one in a very long line of things like that. And you're not going to, it's not about the rejection, although that hurts and it feels personal. What do you do with it? Are you going to let that be the reason that you don't try again? By the way, if you get knocked down, you can have your pity party. You can go out for dinner with your friends. Give yourself a beat and then you get back up. And figure out what was it that you, you almost can, you hate to do it, but you almost want to ask, why didn't I get that job? And, and by the way, it, they probably will never tell you or they'll give you a fake reason. No, Hollywood doesn't tell you. Other Hollywood. places sometimes do. I, I don't know. I don't know what Dutch civil servant laws are like, but it's going to, you're going to get it or you're not. You're not going to die. You know, and maybe you were perfect and someone else was just a little bit more perfect. Was edged you out. And, or I they were the, somebody's I, sister-in-law or something and they got it. And I hate to give you this answer because I think of plenty of parts that I would have been way better at. In the day, it wasn't your job if you don't get it. And in five years, you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, because I didn't get that, I was able to do X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it's in super close range and you can see that immediately. At the end of the day, you miss out on a million opportunities a day all the time. It's okay. You'll have another job right after it. You're not going to stop. Yeah, this person is saying that, you know, it seems like you really know what you want. And I think partially that's true, but partially you're adaptable, you know, and it's like you you always have another iron in the fire. So it's less like being super set on only this one path and more being able to sort of pivot a little bit, which always, it sounds like this person already have, has. Always have something else to look forward to. In a traditional job, you know, you only got the one, maybe there's a special project. Maybe you have a hobby. Maybe a trip you're going on. 
I am fully prepared to not get what I want all the time. And I'm like, that's okay. Here's this other thing that maybe I wasn't as excited about, but now I can pour my heart into that. And then that becomes the thing. You think everybody who was ever successful set out to do the exact thing they're doing? Or was it your third company? Or was it the play that you get in getting and then you got a movie part? Or did you find you weren't great at stand-up, but now you're you got an Emmy as a writer? Like, right. don't be afraid to just take that rejection and move I forward. I wouldn't mind asking, can you please honestly, for my own growth, can you tell me what it was that I didn't do right or was somebody else was better? And I'm not upset about it. I just need to know so I can move forward. That's one thing. No, yeah. don't say move forward. I need to know so I can do better next time. And they'll love that you asked that. Or they'll lie to you, but it shows that you're mature and you're, and whatever they say, it doesn't matter what it is. They're like, you needed to have a different color of eyes. Like something you can't help. Whatever it is, you'd be like, thank you so much for that feedback. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. I will gouge them out in the parking lot. Danke. And, well, that's and the other Whoops. thing is, <laughs> the other thing is, let's not forget Thomas Edison when he kept failing. Don't forget this is This is a standard thing that I think everyone knows, but maybe not in Poland. Uh, Thomas Edison, who did invent the light bulb that we use today, said, before he had invented it, you failed something like 137 times. He said, no, I correctly identified the 137 ways that it didn't work. No, there's there's so many more ways it wouldn't work. And what I don't like about that is it's like, there's so many people that identify 2 trillion ways it doesn't work and your whole life you're trying to make it work and then you die and you never invented the light bulb. But that's the advice. And I also have to say to you this. Do widzenia. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> She looked up how to say goodbye in Polish. <laughs> okay, this email's title is My Scaly Vagina and I Have a Question. Hi, Liza. Hi. Longtime fan. Once saw your show in Chicago eons ago where you said women's vaginas were synonymous with their hand clutch and then I was not fast enough in the front row to hide my snakeskin looking clutch. I've never lived down having a gray and scaly <sighs> vagina and your advice to oh, get a cream for that. That was such a good joke. No, it wasn't. It was just basically, I mean, it's not a real theory, but it was like your vagina, like the the bag you carry is like, is what your vagina looks like. So some girls have like big ones. Some girls have like tiny little purses. So it's funny to be like, what is yours? And then someone pulls out something horrible looking, oh, like I a see. big furry faux fur or, purse. Or she said scaly, like a lizard or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe she had like a faux python a thing. Okay. Skin, That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. This is pure comedy. This is what comedy genius looks like in hindsight. I am in my early 30s and I have one friend, Kay, who's been a friend for over eight years. And it was clear she was a possessive type of friend from the beginning. Couldn't go somewhere without her being involved. Needed to sit between me and our other friends. Preached honesty among friends, but was the first to turn on you. You know the kind. And if you don't, well done on finding good humans. A few years back, I'd gone through a breakup with a guy she didn't like and made it clear I was in the wrong. She said at the time that she would want the same advice she was giving me that I did not ask for. Last year, she wanted to date her boss. The boss comes to a party she throws and hits Always on every girl there. Old, young, married, single. He's got his metaphorical dick out wanting someone to grab it. <laughs> he will then bring up his year-old divorce as if that's a reason to pity grab the dick. She's told the next morning that, hey, none of us like him. He's an asshole who's not over his ex and you deserve better. The response was, he's going through a rough time and he wasn't there to make friends. <laughs> so not yes, to you take are. You're at a party. Right? Get laid. This isn't America's Next Top Model. They begin secretly dating shortly after. He comes to every function. We are honest and say we dislike him and are told that if we love her, we should accept him. 
Multiple friends fall in line and tell me to just give in and accept him until another friend goes through a divorce. And our friend brings this douchebag to our girls' night because he too has gone through divorce and can talk to her, but instead discusses how miserable he is without his ex-wife sitting next to his girlfriend whose lips are suctioned to his neck at that moment. Shortly after they break up because he doesn't love Kay the same way he loves his wife, she develops an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, all while saying the only person who can help her is him, which he immediately does and tells her her friends don't care like he does. They're now dating again. He's been to parties and made suggestive comments again, and she's avoiding spending time with her friends who were openly glad they broke up. The one she is spending time with refused to tell her we dislike him, mostly because she's the mean girl of the group and will make your life hell if you don't fall in line. Am I the wrong for being mad at my friends, for leaving me to deal with this solo and look like the bad guy? Am I the bitter single friend upset she has love and I don't? And yes, she said that to me before. Should I fall in this line to maintain your the friend. peace? No, or should I continue to speak my mind and risk losing friends because I spoke up? Thanks. I'm so confused. First of all, first of all, why did you see me so long ago in Chicago? Because that joke is so old and I was just at the Chicago theater. She so might have seen you again, but not gotten called out. No, not, no. Well, she can, doesn't matter. It matters funny, to me. <laughs> Call yourself a fan. You're hurting my feelings. Uh, this is not your friend. And once again, this is about you're measuring her against the way you used to feel about, like she's like a leftover friend, grandfathered in from another time in your life. This girl has proven completely useless, not a fun hang, not a nice person, a bully. What do you stand to lose by being like, by the way, I don't like this guy. I'm left holding my proverbial dick in my hand. Well, she's going to be like, I don't want to be your friend. Be like, great, I'm free. Wait a minute. Why are you stuck being this girl's friend? She doesn't bring it on the table. She's not, you haven't said one positive thing about her. Didn't you start by saying she was so possessive that, that eight years ago that it always bothered you that she would insert herself in the middle to be next to you? She has to be so the center of attention. Like from the beginning. But it's never been about you. It's been about her having control over the situation and her absorbing some of that light. It's not about you're such an incredible friend and she just like needs to be around you. Otherwise, she'd be nicer to you. It's never been about you. And she wanted control because she didn't have a boyfriend. And the fact that she said to you that you're miserable just because she's in a relationship shows you what a narcissist she is. Wait, what rela- Is this something about two guys? Did I she miss She dated two different guys that and were awful. both of them, both of them just got divorced or divorced Correct. within the year. So she's picking up sloppy seconds both times. And you're calling her out for both of those. All, no, no, guys- all the friends have been like, we don't like this guy. And so she's only friends with our question asker now. And the question asker is like, I'm the only, I'm stuck because I'm afraid if I tell her I don't like this other guy, she'll accuse me once again of having no love in my life. So I'm just jealous. This say, is not yeah, your friend. Say it doesn't, right. She'll accuse you. So what? Who fucking cares? As you women, know what? Oh Take the guy, leave me alone. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. I, I, I don't Goodbye. I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be there. And this, you haven't lost anything because you didn't like her from eight years ago. You thought she was too possessive. Who only women put up with like Ajita from other friends. Tracy Morgan has this funny joke in 30 Rock where it's like, I can't the paraphrase, but I think that thing where white women are secretly afraid of their best friends. Oh, that's funny. You should always say how you feel. It will the truth will set you free. Is that Martin Luther King that said that? No. Who said that? I don't know. Or did it? 
Look it up while we're talking. See, look at the Polish dictionary. Um, Stuck on Polish. Oh no, my whole phone's in Polish. It's a Latin phrase. I, I, okay. Well, I'm sure MLK said something also super smart too. So you stand to lose nothing. What you are trying to avoid is the awkwardness of her snapping back at you. But do you really want to be there when this guy dumps her like at the altar? And then you get to take care of this person who is not cool to you. Why would you even get get to take care of somebody? She's too possessive. You didn't like the last two boyfriends. She's accusing you of being jealous, basically. And you're thinking, trust me, I'm not jealous. Unless, of course, you are. That's such a shitty thing to say, though. That's what she is. But that's that's a shitty thing to say because that girl knows that's not true. The bad friend knows that's not true. She's saying the meanest thing you can say to a single girl. She's manipulative. She's sad. She has no self-worth. That's why you keep going after these guys. And you're her punching bag. So stick around if you want. Say nothing. But you're not getting anything out of this. And when when do you have Second the opportunity it. to stick around? Why are you around her when she's with these guys? Why are you there? Is, how many parties are there that you get Some invited to? questions. Not quite. They have a lot that. of parties. Like Seems we meet like at Mr. Gaddy's every weekend. You are allowed to just be like, I don't like him and I don't like him with you. And if she's like, you're just jealous, be like, great, then we shouldn't be friends. Right. And just leave it with that and let her come crawling back. Right. You don't I, want I it I wasn't though. jealous with the first guy and I'm not jealous about the second but guy. But also this thing, your I'm sloppy sorry. Seconds. I know this is going to upset everyone. This thing, this is not the first time we've gotten, I have this friend, so she got rejected. So she developed a, an issue and a psychosis and an eating disorder It's sad that our young women go through this because they are taught so little self-worth, but that's so much drama. Did this girl have this eating disorder when the first guy who was divorced broke up with her? Or does she have it now with the second guy? It was all one guy, but then one of their female friends got divorced and she was like, oh, I'm bringing him to girls' night because he can relate because he's also been divorced like our friend. The guy is is such a worm. Yeah. These groups where it's like we have this one person that we just can't get rid of. The world is so huge. There is no reason to go back to the same loser ex, the same friend. Like, leave your community. Go literally 10 feet outside your zip code. Like, go from Van Nuys to Sherman Oaks. Uh, uh, how many guys are involved in this? One guy. No, and then who's the guy that's being brought to this group of it's women? It's the same guy. And one of her friends got a divorce. And she was like, I'm going to invite him because I'm divorced now. And he's divorced, so he'll relate to me. Who's the girl that's invited? This guy's got to be so hot. I got to be honest because you wouldn't put up with this. Everyone rejected him though. Everyone at the party was like, ew, get away. So I assume he was gross. They thought he was hot. No, they thought he was hot and they're just saying that. He was hot and slimy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not about him. It's about the way your friend treats you, which is shitty. I'm so confused. That's okay. I'll explain it to you over Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'll involve the whole family. Gobble, gobble, kick it. This is the same one guy no, as dated on. the same two girls, the same no, one girl. That's not even what happened. <laughs> why why this? is this so what's convoluted? This? What's this? <laughs> Hi, Eliza. It's convoluted because it's convoluted because it's drama. Yeah. And it's it's and I honest, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what was going on until the very end of the question. <laughs> no, you don't know either. But the advice stays the same. <laughs> I'm still not sure what's going on. No, no, we have to move on. No, no. The, ba- the thing's going to run out of batteries. Hi, Please Eliza, Emily, Hot Scotty, and gang. Thank you so much for the amazing work you do on the pod. Hi, 30 female. 
am dealing with some nasty drama between two friends around my age. We all met seven years ago through dating our boyfriends, and there has been a friend group of couples ever since. Most of us now are married, some are having kids, so we've grown up with each other. However, several years back, there was some beef between me and another girl in the group. We'll call her A. When the beef went down, another one of my friends, we'll call her B, took it as an opportunity to basically leave the group and cut A off completely. Over time, A and I ended up having a conversation about the drama and decided to squash the issues. B didn't approve and felt like she had been backstabbed by me that I could forgive A. Ever since A and I have made up, my friendship with B has been very strained. She'll pick fights with me about whether I'm spending my time with A and has been policing my social media and other online content. She went as far as to search through my Venmo transactions to find one between me and A. Why are they public? I know, make them private. I don't have mine public. When I explain to her that forgiving is what I've chosen, I'm happy with that choice. She'll say things like, I'm happy for you that you made up with her, but I'll never trust her and I'll always wish her the worst. Oh. Yeah, I, I totally vibe with that. I have plenty of people I feel that way about. I guess so. That. So, and the answer to that is so what? So th- this other girl will always feel, wish the worst for the other person. That no, can't wait, be your problem. More? Yeah, B continues unless to it do spills a- over to you. She continued to do a series of weird obsessive things involving A, like hacking into A's online shopping accounts and screenshotting me what A was buying, stalking A on social media with burner accounts buying a house down the block from A, despite them being enemies, sending me clips of her security cameras recording A going on walks in the neighborhood and commenting on A's weight and other life details on a near daily basis. I was creeped out. That's normal. That part's okay. (laughs) I was creeped out and would tell B they were mean, that they bothered me. And illegal. (laughs) These are all illegal things. Yeah. B has always been that type of friend who will say whatever she thinks and would brag about how good she is at getting revenge on people she doesn't like. Wait, she's going to use it on you someday Ooh. soon. Yeah. B is not the good friend. Now. She's doing everything she can oh. to, to get A out of the group. But you'll notice none of the husbands are involved in this. No. Now to the escalation this week. A wrote to me, freaked out, saying she received a glitter bomb on her doorstep, asking if I thought B may have sent it. Luckily, A didn't open it and looked up the sender when she got the package. Sadly, I confirmed to A that B would specifically mention glitter bombs as a revenge prank she would send to people in the past and told me she used them often on her exes. So we're almost certain it's her. While a glitter bomb may seem harmless- Joker. Joker. A has small children and pets that could have been hit with it or consumed it if it did explode. I haven't confronted B about it yet for fear of another fight, and A and I agree it may be best not to confront her at all. Needless to say, I've been at the point of wanting to end my friendship with B for a while now, but it took this escalation for me to be ready to take actionable steps. I'm not the kind of person who easily cuts people off, though I fantasize about it when hearing Eliza say to get rid of them on the pod. And on top of that, we're a little concerned that if I were to go cold turkey on B, it would trigger another aggression. How do I build an off ramp for this friendship with B to end things without being confrontational and causing further escalation against A or myself? Thank you so much. Oh my God. First of all, I would love to know what the original drama was because there is a version where... First of all, B is obviously a psychopath and like really into loyalty, but there is a version where what you did 
was like, complain a lot to B and you hated this girl about A. And then one day you're like, I guess it's okay with A because I'm kind of a pushover. And B is like, I was on your side. But B's obsession with A goes deeper than that. To buy a house. Predates your issue with her. The buy a house, I don't know if I buy it. You're curious regarding what actually happened in the beginning. But at this point, with this aggressive behavior- This is- It doesn't even matter It doesn't matter. And how you start to pull her out of it or exclude her is you and your husband or boyfriend start to go out with A and her husband and don't invite B. That's all. I And just keep doing that. I just can't deal with this. I don't want to fall prey to whatever she's doing. You look her square in the eye and you just be like, first of all, do you want, again, do you want to be friends with this girl? Is there any part of- scared that at this point right, right. this person is going to do something if she just cuts her off. But that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, this isn't like she's your captor and you have to be nice to her and now you have like Stockholm Syndrome. First of all, the things that, she, that she's doing are creepy. They're not really harmful yet. So you, what you do have is proof of, I'm, I'm saying like she hasn't like hurt her. She's just surveilling her and she's showing it to you to be a creep. It's escalating. She's got enough- yeah, but these are like, I'm just saying, it's not like she like hacked into oh, your bank account. Like she hasn't like doxxed you. I'm just saying you cannot live like this. Either you li- either you speak your truth and you tell her, because what I'm asking you is, do you want to be her friend? Because no. hold on, if you say all of, right, you don't, you don't. So you cut her off and you'd be like, your behavior is unsettling. It's unnecessary. It's scaring people. And at the risk of you doing this to me, I need to tell you that I have to cut this out of my life. Um, so there's that. Can I give the- Or you just ghost and you're just done. And you can be like, don't fucking try anything. I have all this proof of what you did before. So if anything weird happens to me, I'm going to know it was you and we have a ring cam. Stay the fuck away from me or you're going to have to deal with my husband. That, that, that's the extreme. And it, I'm not saying that's wrong. There's one thing- I'm just giving you, you some fuel. She was- a good friend way back before this A episode happened. And that is you invite her to go to lunch or coffee or whatever and say, look, and lay it out as nicely as you can. I'm really uncomfortable with what's going on here. I get that you are really upset about the A thing and you were upset that I kind of forgiven her, but it's time to move on. But the things that you're doing, B, are so, I'm sorry to say, but they're crazy weird. The things you're doing are they're hurting me and they're scaring me because I feel like you're capable of these things. And you may think it's kind of a no big deal and stuff, glitter bombing or looking at somebody's videos where they're walking, what they're doing. It scares me to the point that, tell me the truth. Is that something that if, if you if say that, yes. going, would you do that to me? Would you do and that have to her me? be like, no, I would never be like, okay, well I need, I need a break from this. Sorry. You don't have to go as aggressive as I did. I'm just trying to like give you fire to because you were friends for at one time. And There's no going back. She's not going to unmental break herself. You're still going to be distancing her, but you just need her to know that it hurts you to see all this because you wanted to move on. And when, because of your wanting to move on, it makes her look bad a little bit. And actually. she'll probably spiral out of control, but at least you have the receipts of all the crazy things she does. Get yourself a ring cam. When one of my good friends insisted on being friends with a bunch of shitty, bitchy girls, you know what I did? I just stopped hanging out with those girls and let my friend fade away. And years later, I think those girls got like super ugly. 
<laughs> I mean, if it, this yeah, was that's a, what I'm saying. if this was a guy, you'd be calling the police. You know what I mean? I feel like we kind of let women sometimes Absolutely. get away with this sort of behavior. So if you haven't, you make need sure to you send all this to A. So if A wants to get like a restraining order or something, she can. But you also, you know, you can be really sweet to B and just be like, dude, I have like, I have it all. I have the emails. I have the text. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like, kind of letting her know, like, I have these receipts in case you want to get froggy. You don't, you Look, she knows that you know those things. You don't. I don't think she thinks about it that way. I think she's like when people have like angry DM conversations, like this will never go public. It's like really screen grab exists. So, but please don't ever stay in a friendship or a relationship out of fear of what they'll do if you leave because you're already living in a hell. So you may as well see them less. Yeah. Top of the cob. Top of the cob already. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. I keep showing this squirrel to my mom, and she's like, okay, what do you want from me? This is oh, like, squirrel. He's holding a little <laughs> chestnut. Okay. We're happy for the squirrel. I just want to preface this by saying, I know I'm supposed to have my top be that my family is here. Which that's, is a no, given. That's the bottom of your... <laughs> no. Okay. All right, you go first. I don't have a bottom yet. I. Okay, we'll, we'll do top first. Top of the cob for me was Sierra. It's so adorable and so beautiful and so nice that when she she said I could come in to watch her go to the bathroom. And so she has a little tiny potty next to the big potty. And she says, this is the tiny potty. Nana, please. No, please, Nana, she says. Please, Nana. Please, Nana. Can't say the L. Please, Nana. Please, Nana. And I sit down and she puts her little naked body and she sits down on this little. And so while she's doing that, I'm showing her letters, you know, that are from the bathtub, the big colors, the letter P, the letter A. And we put them together. And I say, you want to get up yet? She goes, no. So we go through some more letters. And I go, you want to get up now? Because she said to me, oh, we could hear her urinating. Go, oh, very good. She said, yes. She says, poo-poo now. Oh, okay. So then we go through all these letters. And she's still sitting there and going and going. And I'm amazed that this little tiny baby (laughs) is taking this gigantic (laughs) shit. Never seen anything like it. It was like multi cups. It was a Technicolor <laughs> shit. It was first off, it was two two sessions. She wasn't getting up. She was going to finish, and it, it's two cupfuls. Honest, two cupfuls for this little tiny body. And we she discovered goes, a body. <laughs> I said, are you, "Are you ready now?" She goes, "Yes." And she gets up. She's done. It was the just the most adorable thing. I ever saw. Emily doesn't have kids, so she's like, that's atrocious. Which I get. If you don't have kids, it's the worst thing. With no shame, she's just naked. And she's going to sit down and do it. Tiny potty, she says. Oh, while she's she's tiny pottying, she's pointing to the big one. Big potty. Not for for Sierra, Can you imagine how, not for Sierra, can you imagine how big the shits are going to be on the big potty? (laughs) When does she get to use the big potty? When she doesn't fall in. Oh. Yeah, we have like a little, a little... A donut that she could sit on, but you have to hold her. She can't sit on it without the little no, donut. No, tiny, tiny. No, that was my absolutely top of the cup. I've never seen anything like. It was the cutest thing ever. It was the biggest dump I've ever. No, seen. but it's funny and sweet. It's Just sweet. The, it's so innocent. Yeah, Emily. Good luck topping that. Uh, my top of the cob is, I'm very excited. My, my movie room is really coming together because I have two new autograph posters in there, and they look so. Good. And I'm so happy I bought little museum lighting to go above them that's Ooh. like USB. 
So it's like wow. those cylinder lights. And so I have my autographed by the cast screen poster and my Wild Things poster with l- their own lighting. And I'm like, oh, this looks so cool. It's just nice to be able to do whatever I want in this room. I can't wait for That's you so to- special. It is because you really care about movies. And I don't think you see a lot of women making like movie rooms. You know, no. it's like, it's my she shed. It's my yarn barn. I think that that's really cool. And I'm excited for you to finally bring someone home. <laughs> to watch a movie. Whatever I'm- Nicole Kidman mask they're in. And and just to like bring a date home and to show them this. And you'll be so proud. And I hope that whoever you bring home- Appreciates. Appreciates how much this means to you. And you built this with your two tiny paws, right. your two purple paws. And I make them recite. I'm like somewhere. The heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Like say it. Yeah, okay, but- repeat after me. Do it naked. Do it while we're <laughs> naked and touching tips. Yeah, all right. You've done. <laughs> I didn't say the tip of what. Like, my, I didn't say anything. Okay, I'm trying to top. be open-minded about everyone's sexuality here, accepting and all-knowing. My top of the cob is I had to go for my whatever it is, 24, 26 weeks glucose test, which is the test you have to do where you drink this really sugary drink. It's just pure glucose. It's Basically like drinking triaminic or like cough syrup, but with none of the buzz. And you have to drink 10 ounces of it. And then within an hour, they take your blood to make sure you don't have gestational diabetes. Even though I promised the doctor I didn't. She was like, you need to take the test. And I was like, do we? I was like, I don't. Well, at a certain age, they make sure because you're more likely to It's also no one gets sued. I'm like, I promise you I'm healthier than most of the 25-year-olds in here, but sure, okay. And I was like, I'm not drinking that. I I forgot, I had forgotten. You forget so much about pregnancy until you do it the second time. And they bring in this like orange drink or white drink that tastes like orange. And I was like, I'm not drinking it. I'm not doing it. I'd rather just have the diabetes. And she was like, I was like, that's going to give me diabetes. To which she elucidated me to this fact. You can't give your baby diabetes. They either have or they don't. Like no matter how much sugar you eat, it doesn't give your baby diabetes. And I was like, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Stock up on those baby Ruth bars. Load up. Um, And then she suggested this. I'm telling this people out there. She was like, there's another drink you can get. You have to order it on like Amazon. It's called like Fresh Test, Fresh something. And it's a packet. And you put that in water instead. And it, of course, is cloyingly sweet, but it basically just tastes like a a lemon ice, RIP, best flavor of Gatorade. Uh, Gatorade. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. And I was able to do it. And I literally made it. You have to get there within an hour. I made it at the buzzer. I ran in. I actually yelled, please hold the elevator. And I like waddle ran because I hated the idea of like waiting in a doctor's office. Anyways, there are other options besides drinking that disgusting drink they give you. This is top of the cob or bottom of the cob? My top of the cob was that like, they're like, here's something shitty you have to do while you're pregnant. I'm like, "Mm, I'll take the scenic route. And they were like, okay, here's your other option. Like if you push your doctor a little, there's usually a second option. Mm, That's all. I was just happy that I took, I didn't just like suffer through something. There's a lot of things you have to just deal with when you're pregnant and drinking that gross drink wasn't one of them today. Yeah, now you have a new favorite drink, a fresh test. Fresh test. Taste Tasted like lemonade. Like a shitty lemonade. Okay. B- uh, bottom. I don't have a bottom. Really? At this time. I have tons of little bottoms. You take so a, little not, a little bottom. A little bottom. I wish I had a better pillow. <laughs> yeah. I have a great pillow at my house. This, oh, this pillow is... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's... Ew. <laughs> like, well, there's a bottom of I the will cup. get you another pillow. Why do you say anything? Why would you wait for this where <laughs> tens of listeners are listening? And shame me. I tried to provide a nice room. I'm leaving for Europe. What kind of pillow do you want? I have one stuffed with pure Tianfu hair. 
I've been oh, saving that's it. the one I want. <laughs> you just use the dog. Do uh, you use one of those ones that has like corn husks or something in it, like a specific one or just a regular one? No, I, I have one that's called, actually, I, I sleep with two pillows because I, mm. you know, squish in with one and, and whatever. Actually, I have three pillows, but the one that's Excuse my best me. is, a, it's called, a, a, what's it called? It's all down. Okay. But yeah. It's a company that makes down, not just feathers, but eider down. That's the front part of the bird, Aww. the super softest feathers. And those pillows started a, a buck and a quarter. Then there's one for 500 and there's one for a thousand dollars. I do not have the thousand dollar. Wait, can I just point out something though? Feathers on a bird. If you think of the curvature of a bird, mm -hmm. the feathers, they start in the front, but eventually they curve under to the, the butt eider hole. down is just this part. At what point does eider become anus? Stop it. The curvature. The point is the parabola it's the of the softest, bird. most incredible. And if you fluff up the pillow and then you put your head in it, it slowly sinks down. Do you want a softer pillow? I, I would like, yes. Oh, really? But not that hard thing on the corner that I threw out. That that's the, that, <laughs> that wasn't a pillow. That was a stack of bricks. That? that was a stack of yearbooks. <laughs> that's what that it was. curled up with. It's like um, the hardest styrofoam I've ever touched. So that one made it to the floor. But the other pillow that's there is kind of- I'll give um, you whatever you want. Just please stop talking to me. <laughs> uh, my bottom of the cob is actually me because I think I exist in a way oh wait it's Duxiana that's the name of the company <laughs> Duxiana they make they also make mattresses Duxianus can you imagine the anus of the day. a mattress made all of Eiderdown that must be a million well, dollars yeah, exactly. We just exactly. found out what eider down is, so it's hard for me to imagine because I'm still wrapping my mind around the front part, the bird it's tits. It's just the right. It's just the front, and it's. Are not, you the spokesperson? If you buy a, a, a feather picture, a pillow, sometimes the little um, the spines, you know, poke through and stab yeah. you. No, no, these not don't with have down. that. Eider down doesn't have. It's just okay. Bluff. I'm seeing a commercial with the guy from my pillow who's like, "It's my pillow," and then we change channel, and it's my mom going, "It's just." <laughs> Front. <laughs> Just the front of the no. bird. <laughs> the Maya pillow doesn't even feel good okay. to me. I tried the My Pillow. Trying, uh, trying to be vulnerable here. Uh, my by the way, of my pillow is too much politics in it for me to even want to lay my head on it. It's totally fair. Uh, my bottom of the cob is kind of my top of the cob involved lighting. My bottom of the cob is lighting, and the fact that now that. I mean, it affects you more than a lot of people, Eliza. We work from home, we're on our computers, we're doing social yes. media. I've never had to be so aware of how lighting looked. Like I'm joining every Zoom meeting yeah. like a ghoul just sitting in the dark. <laughs> and then you turn on a lamp. It's like weirdly backlit. And then you take a video because you're trying to make a reel and make people listen to your podcast. And then that lighting's bad. It's just, it's, I don't want to have to think about these things. We didn't used to have to think about these things. That's how I feel about self-taping. I'm like, are we judging my acting or my cinematography abilities? Like, right. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't. Like, why can't I just go audition like a person? Got to right. like go in my daughter's room where the carpet is for the sound, set up lighting, hope my- Find a white wall. Like, just, I have no notes. Yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Okay, what's your- I model? like to set the bar real low. I take all of them with no ring light, nasal strip on, no makeup. I'm like, you want my words, not my face. Let's move on. My bottom of the cob is I got into a little snippet with a- uh, uh, not a, I guess an airline worker, but they weren't on the plane. I had deplaned and we were on the tarmac. It was one of those planes that you can get out on the tarmac. And I, for some reason, this airline is like really serious about your dog being zipped up. Even though the entire flight, she wasn't. Like she doesn't get out of the bag, but her little head was sticking out. 
Where I don't respect airlines is the random enforcement of rules. Either it is a policy and you always enforce it, but when you have flight attendants that come by and they're like, oh, look at the dog. Oh, that's so sweet. It lets me know that like as the consumer, like this is not really a rule. You have to enforce that because other airlines don't care, especially if you're in first class. Uh, they just, they're just more lax about it. And, some, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So Tianfu was totally fine. The whole flight, little head was just poking out, staring at me, doing nothing. We get off, we get on the tarmac. I take her out with a leash on to and let her just kind of stretch now. her legs. We are outside the plane. Uh, I'm waiting for Noah and the baby and I'm waiting for everybody to come down. They're following me. This guy comes up and he goes, you need to put your dog in the bag. Which inherently like it's, you're speaking to a lady, number one. Number two, it, that's a rude way to say it. Right. He's not wrong. That it is an active, it's a, it's, a, it's a tarmac. I get it. It's all roped off. It's not like I was like running around, but it was so harsh. And it was our first time interacting. And so I go, okay. And I turned to leave. And he goes, she needs to go in the bag. And I turned around and I went, can you say please? Oh God. <laughs> because it was just like, he goes, he goes, I can make it so you can't fly with her. And as a comic in my heart, what I wanted to say was, yeah, but I didn't make you get that haircut. So I don't know why you're in such a bad mood. He had like the craziest <laughs> hair. And what I wanted to say was, do it. I'd love to see you do that. I'd love to see you exert that power considering you weren't on my flight and don't know who I am. But I didn't. I just said, I just said to him, I go, I asked you to say, please. He goes, yeah, but you turned to leave. I go, yes, I'm leaving the airport with my animal. And he just walked away. I was wrong because I shouldn't have had the dog out, but I also didn't know you couldn't have the dog out. Once so like outside, all you yeah. do is like, please put your dog in the bag. And to be honest, I still probably would have been like, I'll just leave because I didn't want to put her in the fucking bag. That's what it comes down to. But you, I d was unaware of the rule and then you were rude and that escalated it. And I don't think people realize there was that Malcolm Gladwell book. Was it talk to tipping her? Point. Yeah. Was it tip? No. Tipping point? No. Talk to people. Okay. I didn't read talk to people. It wasn't as good as tipping point or outliers. But it's basically just about like that. It's not unlike tipping point in that like there's a talk tipping to, point in a conversation to where- Talking to strangers. Where it's like, where is that social miscommunication? And in his case, where it was, was you were rude. Right. So I'm already bristled. Right. I just got off a plane. You are not my flight attendant. You're just some fucking jackass with what a mushroom What was he doing haircut. on the tarmac? He was just like a worker who oh. decided to like flex. And I was just like, you got the wrong one. Like- but, and I said that to Noah and I was like, but if I'm honest, I am the person that always like pushes the rule a little. And then yeah. like, I bristle if you push it, but you try saying, wrong. please. I'm sorry. I was wrong, wrong, but I didn't know I was wrong. And then I was more wrong. Yeah. But he was also was wrong. wrong across the board. Don't fucking threaten me. Oh yeah. Fine. Ban me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get that. From your budget airline. <laughs> I'm like really tough now that I'm on my, <laughs> I think everything's a budget airline. So it doesn't really matter. Everything except Emirates and KLM. It's a nightmare. Delta's good though. Are you laughing quietly over there? Yeah, she is. I'm She's chuckling. letting me sink myself. Yeah, Liza was wrong, but we were both. Yeah, what was the rule? I mean, the I guy could have been like, "Hey, could you actually put your dog back in the bag? You're not allowed to have her out on the tarmac." But and he, I still would have been like, "I'll just leave." Day. Well, that's the problem: is knowing you is that this was not an isolated incident. The problem <laughs> is he decided that you could speak to a customer or a woman like that. But, that was the problem is that that's your interpersonal skills is that you deal with people and you thought you could bark at me. Well, that's why he's outside and not in the plane. Yeah, like a fucking dog, which my dog <laughs> was. 
Okay. Keep the animals outside. What can one say at this moment? Right. I should just follow the rules more closely, but no, I just, I don't like that. I don't think they apply. Well, you know what you could have done? You go, yes, sir. My goodness. I didn't realize that taking the dog outside of the plane was still a rule. Thank God for you for pointing it out to me. Why would I ever speak to him for that long? <laughs> no, my whole goal is to not interact with people at the airport. Just to interact as little as possible. But you did. <laughs> I didn't. I was just like, I'm leaving. What do you want for you to arrest me? The more time so you, you spend say, talking to them, them uh, the more they're the going to The worse it gets, always. Yeah, they're always going to, they're like, oh, now we've interacted. Now I can find something wrong. And you're always the asshole as the consumer. It's like, well, as an airline worker, I'm like, how about this? I got on your plane. I said nothing. I paid for all these seats. I was completely quiet. And now you're going to ban me? Okay, cool. I guess I'm the asshole. Anyways, that was my bottom of the cob. Uh, I hope everyone's recovering from their Thanksgiving and looking forward to the greatest season of all, the holiday season, the Christmas season. Some of you, it's the Hanukkah season. But hopefully it's a time where we can all set down a little bit of our airport rage. And I also want to remind everyone, you know, I was asked to do a gift guide this year. And I got to be honest, I don't have it in my heart. You don't need any, you don't need another Stanley Tumblr. Maybe you could use like a sustainable soap. When you start to realize how much absolute crap is out there. Like I'm on an email list for Jonathan Adler for some reason. Because you bought those things. Yeah, which I regret. Who's Jonathan Adler? He's just a designer that like was, had some kitschy stuff in the early 2000s and whatever. It's all just such crap. And you go store to store. And it re- what really matters is being with the people, especially like with what the world is going through. What really does, you don't need anything to have a holiday. You don't need plastic tinsel. You don't need, these things are all nice, but those things will live in a landfill forever. What you need is your family and your friends. True. And some kindness. And maybe like a one felt garland that you keep forever. There you go. It's always, you know, part of the gifting should be not that you have to give a gift to somebody and you go out and see what you can pick up last minute at uh, what's that place that has all the um, soaps and everything smelling nice. You smell them. Bath and Body Works? Yeah, Bath and Body. You know, the idea of just having something. The hospital? (laughs) That should not be the idea of the gift. And I once knew someone that was a famous gift giver because he took basically the year to listen to different friends and see what they really liked and what they really wanted or didn't know they wanted, but they would really like to have. And they made note of that. And then when it came time to give it, they acted on it and they did it. and those are the best gifts because the person that gets it will get that gift and realize, wow, I didn't even say that I wanted or needed that. She must have really been listening to me. What do you want me to That's get? a good gift. I get Emily. Is that what you're saying? There's one. What do you want me to get her? I'm not going to say it Jealous? now. We had the conversation. Hung not saying it oh, okay. now. I'll talk about it later. Anyway. But those are really good gifts. Wait, what was My, it? My, stop it. I can't see you. I just, because you did say it. I know, I'm not saying. Just say it. You're making it as if I'm you not, didn't think it. of it already. I can't remember. Just tell me. Oh, yeah. I have to, I have to get your gift. <laughs> the fact that you said that means that you didn't remember it, and I'm the one that remembered it. You shouldn't have said that. She's, she's not listening. Oh, okay. All right, I've just connect. blacked out. I'm just, I'll tell you what. I, I got a gift. My husband got a gift two years in a row from Stanley Marcus, the guy that created Neiman Marcus. Oh. And one year, 
One year, he sent us a pair of scissors, like shears. But they were like the best shears made like in the world. And the handles were coated in a gold tone. Oh, I remember those. At, right? And when people come over to my house, sometimes most like, can I have a scissor? And I take that out and they go, wow, look <laughs> at these scissors. Like you will just never see scissors like that. And another year he sent us a Chinese, it's a palm rest for when you do ink block, Chinese ink block. So it's a, a carved wooden semicircle, like a half a log, but it's made of lacquer. So you'd rest your hand on it when you're doing Chinese ink block. Not that you do Chinese ink block, but it was so beautiful that you just keep it on your desk because it's such a unique thing. Is that what that was? Yeah. And now the, the a year before that, he sent a handmade wood letter opener, but it's like ebony and something else. The wood is smooth and I just rest it right on the ink block thing because just looking at it, it's like, where did this come from? I feel like the ink one, he had run out of ideas. <laughs> All of his stuff. He wrote that book, The Best of the Best must have been in there because these things are just I think we just live in a world where you don't always put like a lot of thought and you're like oh a candle they'll like a candle you know yeah. and so you always give them something just to, to bring it over I like the idea of giving something someone something you already own oh that's fun I did that with my sister for I a like couple that of years a lot till we ran out of stuff that we wanted to part with you have to let them know that's what you're doing you can't just be like it's here's some underwear like it has to be like we're doing this with each other but the other friend has to have good taste yeah yeah, oh, the other fun thing. The little potty. We give give yeah. them the little potty. They don't have to buy yeah. it. The other thing that my sister does because they have like a group of friends that are kind of like all like five or six of them. They keep the cards, and then they send them to each other, and cross out two, and then they sign the bottom. So they have a lot of nice things written in the cards. It's it's really special. Anyway, anyway, those are good things. Good feeling things. Good feeling things. Uh, well, a good feeling that you're here for Thanksgiving. I enjoyed the, the gift I got you when when Sierra turned one. That was a good feeling thing. You're trying to see if I remember it right now. That's what <laughs> I you're know doing. You remember it? You're wearing it. My ring. Yeah, yeah. It's a pinky. My pinky ring. Yeah. She wears it. Every I didn't day. realize it was when she turned one, but yeah, I guess it was. All right, the dog's getting angry. It's like a tiny marriage band, but it has her birth date on it, name and birth date. But just like my mom always wanted, it's it involves her. How does it involve me? Because you gave it to me. So I think of you. Well, you gave that me the thing. idea of giving someone a gift because- You're also the same woman who said, when you die, cremate you and put you in my underwear drawer. I, I mean it. I still mean it. Not That's necessarily a- my underwear drawer. Your underwear drawer. <laughs> uh, my grandma wanted to go down the toilet when she got cremated. So we just put a little bit down there. What'd Remember? you do with the rest? <laughs> we ate it's it. Behind, it's sitting behind the bar at my parents' house. Yeah, you keep it. Sometimes it could be there. made into pieces of jewelry. Should have put a little bit in the tiny toilet. <laughs> I'll send you some to put in Sierra's toilet. Yeah. You put a little bit of mommy in the tiny potty. Very nice. That's your episode. Mm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with 
someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. 